This week on the Push Willows podcast, we chat about a debate happening on the approach of some research about some big names in our industry, and should people be truthful about being on steroids? for our new year's resolution dan hey guys welcome to the push products podcast with myself damik and me tom hall what's going on bud? yeah good mate yeah i just yeah, i didn't know what time of the year it was this morning when i woke up but... <laughs> i don't know it's, uh, other than it's that, cold good, it's cold yeah, it's got cold mate yeah but it's not january it was it was six degrees when i woke up and uh, when i was walking to work not fun not fun at all but made better from my uh, my morning porridge which i did put salt on this morning um, it did remind me of being a child back in Scotland. I did put like honey in it, mix that around, and put salt, a little bit of salt on it from our Australian listener. Amy gave me that tip. Um, but it's something that the Scottish people do. I do remember it. Yeah, like, but don't they have it just because they just have it with salt? It's probably because like, probably like it probably the honey offset the salt a little bit. <laughs> no yeah. lie. I was like, it's really, really, really super sweet porridge with honey like mixed in, and then I sprinkled a bit of salt on top. It was good. Yeah. It was alright. Sweet salty. Just like sweet salty popcorn, to be honest. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was nice. I can imagine how it works, yeah. Mm. You understand the premise of sprinkling salt on honey shit. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Strong, mate. Also, I've got, I've got some good cereals on the, on the go at the moment as well. So I have both shreddies and chocolate shreddies. They're both on sale. Yeah. Amazing mixture. Because, you know, equality. Um, but apart from that, it's all good. I, uh, I failed miserably at my cereal challenge. Oh, yeah, you did have your cereal challenge. I, forgot. Fucking... I let you down, mate. Well, Laura, I, I, Laura I wanna, was there. Wanna... Did, you, did you lose to Laura? Yeah, I did, yeah. I was always going to lose to Laura. Laura can eat a lot, though, but Laura can eat. Like, this is the thing about Laura, people don't know, she can eat a lot of food. Um, but I, I want to defend myself on my own podcast. There's a couple of things <laughs> I want to point out to people. Yeah, this is, this is a safe place as well, do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so firstly was that we had, like, Asda's own brand almond milk. And it was really fucking gloopy. Like they added like an I saw you like going, Ugh. and it was like, it was like I have all my cereal with cow's milk, and we yeah. were there, and I was like, and to be fair, the guys didn't say to me you can't have cow's milk because they all had almond. I was just like, oh, it'd just be fucking easy. Let's have almond milk because most almond milk I've ever had it's has been, been right. like mm. Alpro, and it's been all right. It's not the end of the world. It's quite. It's not. There's nothing. There's nothing horrible about it, except this one was minging. So I poured it all into the crave, and it was like this gloop. It was like gunge, you know. I'm not even joking. It was like slimy, like horrible. So I got through the whole thing of crave with it, and I was like, it's fine. Um, and then for some reason, like you know, when you have Weetabix with with normal milk, yeah, it doesn't always go gloopy. It sometimes goes like almost like watery, and you can like really easily eat it, can't you? Like you can really yeah, you easily kind of just slides slides around yeah i was like i was like right i'll go eat your bix and then i was like oh fuck it i've got a big bowl there. i put it all in that was the big mistake putting it all in in one go i should have gone like two biscuits at a time bit of milk and then gone for it but the milk was the issue because it wasn't like cow's milk and it would it just went gloopier quicker and at that point then i just started feeling sick and i ate a bit of it and i was just like and it was just foul and then i had a bag of chocolate chips i could have added to it but i was like it's not gonna help it's not that's <laughs> not at this point um so I made a big mistake, and but funny enough, someone kept saying they were like, "Oh, why would you choose Weetabix?" But it all, we all chose Weetabix because we all had the same theory in that after a while the sweetness would just get too much, and that Weetabix would be okay to eat because both Laura and Mike both also bought a box of Weetabix, um, but they saw me do it and then were like, "Fuck that!" 
Um, but yeah, Mike messed up as well. He went for the Cinnamon Grahams first up, and they're like really light, and it was done on weight. So he finished the whole box, but the box was massive. Yeah, the box is to be huge, um, and it weighs fuck all, right? Yeah, so I got through a whole box of Crave, which for me is pretty good. And I always say with these challenges, if I can get halfway to, to what Mike did, I'm, I'm usually pretty happy. And if I hadn't had the Weetabix and the shit in there, I'd have got for another half box of cereal, I reckon, and I'd have then been halfway. Mate, um, I need, need to ring me for this one. Just tag but you, Yeah, but no, this is, the thing, this is the thing, though, right? This is the thing. So Laura said the same thing when she got there. She was like, fuck me, it's actually a lot harder than you think because you haven't got sure. TV to watch. You haven't got anything to watch. Like It's just like all you're doing is looking at the food and eating it. And it's like I could eat a box of cereal of an evening in front of the TV like over the space of an hour quite easily. But this is like you get through a box in 10 minutes with nothing else to look at, nothing else to do, just with this bright light in front of you, just eating it. Um, and even she was like, it's a bit weird. It's not quite the same as you think it would be when you're sat there. But um, no, it was uh, it was fun to do, obviously. I'm, I, I fucking suck at these eating challenges. Like, let's not beat around the bush. But um, I was handicapped a little bit by the by the milk and um, I, my own fault of the choices. Oh, 100%. Weird. We need to do, I want to do a Christmas guest episode. Fuck it. That'd be amazing. Mate, don't really want... eat though, just fucking stuffing. Mate, if you want to come, if you want to come eat, do an eating challenge. <laughs> um, you'd be, yeah, you'd be in the middle of me and Mike, I reckon. You'd be, you'd be somewhere in between, but closer to me than I think you you realise. Probably. Yeah. It's it's, it's insane. How much eat. It's ridiculous. I prepare eat. myself properly. Be fine. Yeah, It'd be good. But yeah, that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what cereals I pick as well. Mm. This is the thing, isn't it? Is like. Crave was was the best choice to go with, like definitely. You it just was... enjoyed yourself then. <laughs> you were just yeah. like, I'm enjoying myself for a little bit. But honestly, the milk fucked it. Even then, I was like, oh, I don't really enjoy this. If it was cow's milk, I should have gone cow's milk. Why I didn't, I have no idea why. But because um, Laura went for the peanut, um, the crunching up peanut butter clusters. Wrong decision. Really heavy, but they're really yeah. really heavy. Um, so for not a lot of volume, so she likes them. And then she had two boxes of Crave. And she was like, "Let this easy." She was like, "She had the, she had the roulette one, and then the milk chocolate one." And actually, I had the roulette one. And today, I had a bowl of the roulette one. Why the fuck do they not have the white chocolate ones on their own? How is that not a thing? Like, you can taste the white chocolate ones, and you're like, "Oh my god, they're amazing!" Why are they not their own box? <laughs> Too much of a good thing. It, no, it doesn't exist. <laughs> they, they need to bring that out. How have they not done that already? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. There must be a petition for that somewhere. There's got to be. Yeah, create one. Because you can't you can't pick them out of the the cereal because they're not the they're not different colours or anything. So maybe you could try. Maybe that like you could you could you could work it out. Maybe we should try that. Yeah, do it, mate. I've also been uh, my snacking this week. I don't know if you saw. It. I, I one of my clients bought me something called Zalatino, um, and it is some like candy kind of pastry stuff from Jordan. Shock! It was pastry. Yeah. It what. Like, not even kidding. Like, I had about five, six pieces. It is the most buttery, caloric. Oh, is it not thing. like baklava? I don't know. Baklava is like Middle Eastern, like sweet. Like it's like pastry, like fino, like fino pastry. Fino, fino pastry, pastry, yeah. And it was, it was like dense, like, like yeah. It seemed like nuts and fucking everything. Yeah, it's baklava. Yeah. It's just ugh. There's so much of it. It's so it's rich. Amazing. It's unreal. So, so good. rich. It's it's good, but I literally was dying for a glass of milk after about five pieces. Like, <laughs> glass of milk with all things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, when I eat chocolate or have anything sweet, I'm just like milk. I need milk. I need milk. Just to flush it all down. Very odd. Yeah. But yeah. I had to offset that with chocolate. 
So one of my clients also gave me Russian chocolate. Not good. Um, Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, No, Uh, it was a bit weird. He was like, you ate it. I was like, yeah, you gave it to me. I was like, it worked great. (laughs) None to be honest. Uh, But yeah, all right, we've got topics today, mate. Um, I've got a list of stuff. Apparently there's been things in the fitness industry that's happened this week, and I guess we have to cover them. Um, (laughs) I know well he's back isn't he I did uh, I did send a send a poster down and uh, he's back online which is very odd and kind of nothing's been I don't obviously we shouldn't be I don't don't even know want to talk about him but yeah it's just kind of just carried on with life which I don't agree with just like go away I don't know why I haven't unfollowed him to be honest probably because I was looking for the next post just to to come out very odd very odd chap and I also I don't I find don't find any of the stuff funny anymore. I'm just like, Meh. no, change yeah. it for me. That's the you're like, no, that's not funny. It's creepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. All right, so we so apparently there was some sort of argument, not of what that was originally sent to me uh, between Schoenfeld and Krieger. They wrote the paper together, correct? Mm. Um, but. Mr. Lyle McDonald, who doesn't go off at anybody, um, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, so all these, they're just, they're all, put it bluntly, they're all researchers. Um, I don't think, they probably don't have that many clients anymore, I would say. They probably still do and keep their keep their toes wet, um, but they're not, um, they're not grinding, as they'd say. They're not 6am grinders, are they, at McDonald's having their coffee uh, or Starbucks. They open that early? Probably not. Don't know. Um, yeah, there was so the the topic was a paper that Mr. Krieger and Mr. Schoenfeld wrote, um, and then Lyle, but Lyle got mentioned in it, kind of on passing. I assume Lyle would have talked in the comments with um, he. Well, it, it seemed that uh, Krieger had mentioned him in passing about the paper and oh. slightly. Uh, what it looked like discrediting some of Lyle's work in a passing comment, and then obviously Lyle would that, jump. Well, that, that's a good idea. <laughs> Poke well. the bear. So as we know, these guys are pretty. Uh, Lyle, being one of them, is probably the most argumentative person on the planet online. Planet so, Earth. Yeah, um, which is interesting. Which which bodes well for good uh, good media, um, good fitness media, I guess. But it's pretty reading it it's pretty heavy stuff so we might as well just dumb it down for basically me and Dan to understand (laughs) (laughs) to realise what was actually going on Um, but I I only got sent it like apparently it's been happening all this week the 21st got posted Um, but believe it or not I've been busy working hashtag Um, can we just stop a second I've only just seen your headphones oh they're good right Fuck is that, mate? Stormtrooper headphones. I got st- Storm one Stormtrooper, and what's the other one? Darth Vader. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, my. Are they things to stick on, or are they actual headphones? No, they're actual headphones. I'll take one out for you. Look. Oh my god, you are the saddest man I know. <laughs> oh god, like I like Star Wars, mate, but fucking on your headphones. I, I mean, you love Star London Wars. Then, don't you? I don't wear them outside. Oh, okay. I have. Oh, you're not a true I, fan then. You're I Jabra's. Well, because I've. You, the iPhone doesn't have that jack. You can get them tapped for it, mate. I don't need that if I've got Bluetooth headphones. Uh, true. <laughs> you have Bluetooth headphones. I know you do. So don't give me that. <laughs> and <laughs> I wouldn't wear a wire. No, I wear a wire from my Mac. Yeah, but also yeah, they're cool though, right? 
Yeah, Super I think cool. we need to send a picture into the group <laughs> context. For the, I think so I need to. Uh, I need to buy some for Dan. Don't you definitely need me. some. I've just got the Apple ones, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Ah, they're sad. Very sad. <laughs> Have some fun, Dan. Jesus Christ! Just they're sitting there. Oh, I'm wearing a Gymshark T-shirt because I do gym. That's thought, that is Dan. That is Dan all over. I thought that they. I I thought even worse than that. I thought they were little things that you stuck on the side of them. Oh like, no, no, just no. to be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just yeah, just bought like stickers. Just uh, yeah. yeah. That's what yeah, I genuinely thought. No, no, no. no I, I purposely bought them. No, you're fine. Fine. All right. Yeah. Let's get back to actual topics. Um, <laughs> so there was a, it was written on re, bodyrecomposition.com was the response to the James Krieger post. I think Krieger has posted more about it than Schoenfeld, but it was on Schoenfeld's research review, I'm guessing, um, or the, whatever he posted because he's the big dog that has all the all the university stuff, right? Um, so it was the premise on volume of sets uh, for hypertrophy. Am I correct, Dan? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I don't know why you're asking me, man. I just brought your attention to your attention. I don't actually know exactly what happened in it. <laughs> so the methodology was... Uh, so it's a recruited 45 resistance-trained men who had an average of uh, about 4.4 plus or minus uh, 3.9 years of resistance training. So, yeah, about 3... At four to three to four years of resistance training, uh, lifting a minimum of three times per week at least one year, which has been consistent. Um, blah blah blah. They should be well trained year minimum, required experience um, to be an advanced newbie at best. All right, so men randomized into workout program weekly times one, three or five sets for eight weeks, um, which are flat bench press, miniature press, wide grip pull down. Seat cable row, barbell back squat, machine leg press, unilateral leg extension. So three lower and four upper. Cool. Uh, and then you had training volumes of, so it was six, um, six sets a week, 18 sets a week, and 30 sets a week on upper body. So these are the three groups. So 30 upper body pushing or pulling sets. And then for lower body, it was 9, 27, and 45. So you've got like yeah. a low volume, middle volume, and a high volume group. Um, I'm mm. unsure whether, obviously, probably in the research, I've realized I'm only reading this now, just before the show. I don't know where they pulled those figures out and numbers out from. Um, I don't know. They could be out their <laughs> just nice round numbers that seem to lot nicely into what people generally do. Or maybe it was like, oh, what do you guys generally do? These 45 trained males, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you've got a so high volume of 30, 30 sets and 45 sets. I'm just trying to think. Well, I was trying to hit my MRV. Well, forty. Um, if I, I go, I go go off reps more than the sets in my yeah. in my programming. So, so that that's confusing for me. These are eight to twelve, so you call it tens. So three hundred reps. It's be quite a lot. Yeah. A week, um, hundred eighty, sixty. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still a lot, right? Even the even the middle is quite a lot. Yeah, the middle's quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, original thought by subjects. Um, eleven dropped out, so there's only thirty-four that completed the study, which is not great. Um, so then, but that tells you a lot anyway. Initially, yeah. straight away, like without knowing how, why they dropped out, ever were one could assume 
they dropped out because of the excessive volume potentially. Even if they're in the middle, even if they're in the yeah, middle group, in the middle or the high group, they could have been injured or too sore, couldn't be bothered to carry on because it's too much like hard work. And, and we're we're already critiquing this from the methodology as well because we've already said on our opinion that's on a high end. Even the middle volume is a high end of hypertrophy. Mm. The chances are they're not adapted to that. So once they become adapted, hypertrophic values will go up because they're basically just they're training more longer probably. Um, but um. I'm just making a hypothesis here. Um, so they also calculated for the 45, they need 36 subjects for to make it statistically significant. And they only had 34, so they couldn't. So no matter what the study was doing, um, which is it's just funny. Um, so, but the thing about the, the, the people, so the population that they had, um, should we talk about the, the results before I give you the populations? So the population... No, just give you the population and you can work out what happens, okay? So the populations, they, they obviously took their one-arm squat. They didn't need a deadlift because they weren't doing any deadlift basic exercises. And they did their one-arm bench. And I think what should be... So if I ask Dan uh, now for... I'm talking like... So these guys should be training for about four years pretty decently well. Um, and if you gave a body weight ratio, these guys on average... They weighed about 84 kilos, I believe, somewhere around there. Um, 82.5 plus or minus about 13 kilos. That's a big range. So um, so let's call it, yeah, 82, 83 kilos, so right in that category. So for a 1RM squat, for a guy that's been training four years, for body weight ratio, call it one point something, what should be their RM, would you say a decent RM for intermediate lifter? This is what um, they said they should be. One point, at least one point five. I think one point five. So for an 80, 80 kilo male, what's that make it like one twenty? One twenty. I reckon I'm eighty kilos now, and I've not squatted for a fucking very long time. But I reckon even now, I could do one twenty. Yeah. For one, like for but one. For one, yeah, that's it. One. That's grinding out for one. That's yeah, I, I, I think... I'm hoping so. I'm injured, and I can definitely do that for one. Yeah. I think um, for for an intermediate, even if like say they're not like the, the best lifts in the world, they should be they should be able to do that. And we were probably for us, we've been probably training half decently for three, four years. Yeah, five years maybe a push, but three, four I'd say comfortably properly. Well, yeah. um, so we're I'd only say we're, I think we're advanced technicians, but intermediate lifters, experience-wise. Um, so, so these guys, and for the bench press, what would you say as well? Uh, 1.25 at least. Yeah, 1.25 around there. 100 kilos, yeah. Yeah, so these guys were in at, so 1.3 times their body weight. So they're probably, yeah, 0.2 down, I think. For their squat. For their squat. So an 80 kilo guy is only squatting about 105, 100, 100 kilos at best. And then, so that's low, in my opinion, for somebody who's been doing that for a while. So let's call it 110-ish. And then for a bench press, they he's gone in at 1.1, so that's about 92, 93 kilos, which is not big um, for an for an 82 kilo guy. I'm I'm hoping 100 kilos is going to be the benchmark to get to. So you're going to be a it took you long enough. It did take me long enough. Now I smash through that plateau and helping <laughs> other people do it in the in the, in the main thing. So. Mm. But yeah, it's just um, it just so, seems they just seem quite quite low. And is that the average as well? 
That's the average, yeah. So, so there's people been, underneath it, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and like there'd have been guys there who were like you said, who uh, who were going to be pushing 100 kilos based on that averages and the, yeah. the standard deviation you saw. So mm. those guys should be pushing fucking hell of a lot of weight. And it, and if they were 100 kilos and let's say they squatted 150, they're skewing that average. A long way, and I would argue that someone who's 80 kilos to 100 kilos, that 100 kilo guy is going to squat a lot more, or bench a lot more. Um, so it's yeah, standard deviation was was what was it? There were 82 kilos plus 13, so the heaviest yeah. person was yeah, fucking a lot bigger, 82. Yeah, 95 kilos at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so then you've got, and then this is more stuff as well. So the diet was completely uncontrolled. Which is a big thing, I guess, from these guys diet-wise. So well, obviously... Certainly in terms of enhancing recovery. <laughs> so diet was uncontrolled, relied on food records, which we know is a food record for eight weeks for people who are just taking part of a trial. Is that going to be good? It's probably the best they could do, I suppose. But... Best they could do, but probably not great. Um... <sighs> Each group that was in a... <laughs> apparently, according to their uh, trading was uh, in a severe calorie deficit and severely under-eating on protein. Um, All of them were? So for each group, yeah. According, obviously, that um, that was <laughs> against the... They were probably still eating, but they've obviously just given them a load of more volume than they're used to, so they're going to be in a deficit. They're only going to eat what they're yeah. used to be training, so it's like, oh, yeah. shit. Only probably only group one that was only doing like nine or whatever sets uh, per week on each mm. of those exercises, then them to be about there so all of this aside um so it went into measuring so if i get krieger's post up um of what the significant gains were for each of those groups and a krieger did do a little post about it um yeah six to 18 to 30 and all the weekly sets and in all the groups it did according to this thing it was the 30 weekly sets usually trumped on nearly every single one this mm -hmm. is five separate studies they did but the 18 weekly sets from why i'm looking at these results didn't really fall that far behind to be honest it beat them on two so much but the recoverable volume was probably better on some of them but also sucked on a couple and then you could put that down to whatever those, like the diet stuff, adherence, people dropping out, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was just saying, and also the six weekly sets was probably not enough volume, which we'd probably agree with. Because yeah. that's, say, six weekly sets on a, on a particular muscle group or upper body, lower body, not really going to be enough to build. We know that. So 30, that'd be yeah 30 reps per, like twice a week. So, so it tends. So it's not going to be good. We know that. So we would probably sit at that middle group would be optimal for us and our clients <clears throat> to do that. But And I think the top group of 30 sets and 45 sets is fucking massive. But yeah, interesting argument. Basically, I don't really... Would you say... For, I, I wouldn't... On the premise of it being 45 sets and doing that, I don't, I don't really understand. I think it's one of those where, like, like you said, I think if the the small amount of, like you said, the progress they've seen compared to the the eighteen sets, mm. is it worth doing that much? Is it worth doing that much more um, exercise for that small amount of gain? Is one thing, but 
it's just that whole thing of like it's it's too much of a of a gap between the two numbers. Yeah. Like why they did the low one, I'm not really sure. They should have just started with say 15 working sets and then done like 15, 20, 25, 30 maybe something like that. Like would have probably given you a little bit more information. Um, but like the reason that I brought this up with you to kind of talk about, I suppose, is that it's obviously been been talked about like the fitness industry. Loads of people. Loads and loads of people, you know, commenting on the post and going into the minutiae detail of it all. And it's kind of like, it really doesn't fucking matter. It's really, bit... really. <laughs> it's kind of like, just go in and fucking lift and like train hard and be consistent because it's all well and good, but this is only for eight weeks. Like what happens after that? What happens if it's 16 weeks down the line, it all tapered off and everyone just improved the same amount? Like it could just be an adaptation period. Like we don't know. Like, and as with all scientific literature, like one study does not change the world. It just adds to the body of literature. And all you can say from this study being put forward is, hmm, it's probably worth us investigating this a little bit more to see if there's a, there's a point at which volume becomes useful and it just becomes that you do more volume, you gain more, um, more muscle. But obviously with that, that they weren't exactly hot on their nutrition. They weren't probably recovering as well as they should have been. Uh, if they were, would they have got better results? We don't know. If they were actual lifters, would they have got better results? Like, we don't know. Um, if they were complete newbies, would it make, would it have made a difference? So again, would complete newbies, does it really matter? Is it just a case of they pick up a dumbbell and they fucking get muscle? Like, you don't know. Like, there's so many unanswered questions that that's what research is about. Like, this study should just form, um, you know, the, the basis of future research. It shouldn't be that people look at this study and go, that's answered all our questions. It's never fucking going to. So all, like, the retorts and the comments about, like, oh, um, this is a shit study or, you know, there's all these wrong things wrong with it. It's like, yeah, but it's the first study of its kind to kind of look into this a little bit in depth and like we're in an age where this sort of research would never have been done years ago because no one was fucking interested in it. But yeah. now they are. And now there's money going into it. So people are interested in it. Um, so it's only going to help future research go, oh, we're going to look into that in more depth or do a better design study or whatever it might be. And I think the other thing you have to remember here is that it frustrates me every time I see this come out because people always get on the high horse. If you're a pro bodybuilder or a bodybuilder with 10 years of lifting experience or you're a natural bodybuilder or whatever, 10 years of lifting experience, you're not going to go to a researcher, oh, yeah, I'll let you do whatever you want with me for eight weeks because you're going to go, no, I want to train my own way. I want to train how I train. I'm not going to do what you do. So there's always limitations. You're always going to get people who maybe aren't quality lifters because who wants to give up all that time and only do what they said? Like if you're in that set, that group that only does six sets, what are you going to do? Are you going to lose out on gains for that week or are you going to go, oh, fuck it, I'll do a bit more? Okay. doesn't really bother me just underreport it yeah or like that group that did the 45 sets are you really going to kill yourself are you going to go oh, actually I can't even be fucking bothered like do you know like they can't have been there every single session with them I don't know maybe they were but like oh, they the, can't have been 100% the group, can't have been even if they were but like the group that did the six could just do extra sessions at home like there's nothing stopping them right and it's just and again that group that did all those set, all those 45 sets could have just eaten a fuckload more food than the group that did the middle amounts of sets and then actually the reason they gained more more weight is just because they were eating enough protein enough calories and actually the other group weren't because they didn't think that they needed it and actually then it goes into is it just that they're in a calorie surplus more often than the other group like there's, there's, yeah. it's just there's so every study has so many different limitations because these are general public we could be like all right we don't actually know their day jobs the 45 set people could be like yeah office workers sit on their ass all day yeah the six set people could be actually labor intensive actually lifting heavy stuff most of the day anyway and then they excuse the results and be yeah. like all right brilliant okay or flip it around that's completely the other way around and the guy's gonna get massive just because of that in his lifestyle so it's really really strange um I just, I, it's, it's just funny how the how the fitness community reacts to it, isn't it? It's like, all right, cool, 
we got this information. How can you relay it into your clients? Were you going to take this on board? Are you going to yeah. change your philosophy slightly based on research, which is what we kind of need, what we do all the time. Honest, when we look at stuff, we're like, oh, actually, I can start implementing that. Maybe I'm only going to do this much or I, like, for, say, if somebody's on a deload, I was like, all right, I only want them to do 40 40 reps throughout the whole week on one muscle group so I know that they're properly recovered that's probably the maximal or the minimum amount for it to just plateau at and then but that's come from research yeah <laughs> without it we wouldn't get anywhere and it's open to critique there's been then people people have been like no Tom that's 40 reps that's too much what are you mental I'm like no not at like one RMs you moron that's okay yeah just at like a nice recoverable volume but anyway it's, it's up for debate that's what's wonderful yep. about the fitness industry. That we've all it. got yeah. slightly different opinions and we can just do whatever we like. The thing is, it's <laughs> like, for most people, it just doesn't it doesn't impact what they're going to do with people. Um, and that's the thing about it, is like people read far too much into it. And it's like, you no, know, if you change your opinion based on that one study, then you're a moron. Like, <laughs> you change everything you do because of that one study. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not how it goes. Like, me and Mike talked about it the other day and we're like, oh, okay, maybe it means that you could fuck it, maybe we can add a few extra sets to our training sessions and see what happens, like, see if we can recover from it. And maybe there isn't this gold number anymore of, like, 18 working sets a week and that's it, you know. Maybe it is, you can go 21, 22, whatever, if you want to. Um, but it just, yeah, but you're not going to go to everyone, oh, actually, fuck it, do whatever you want, let's go crazy for it. Like, it doesn't happen. I mean, obviously, um, to, to further this study, they did do, like, ultrasound assessments, checking for, like, muscle density, all this kind of stuff, and hypertrophic values and yeah it's just that stuff that I, both myself and dan are not qualified to even talk about because i've had my ultrasounds done on me don't fucking clue what they're doing um just like yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah i can read that cool that's that's your muscle tom is it it looks like squiggly lines that's cool great yeah <laughs> it's really big that's what they always say brilliant dan thanks man yeah really big mate <laughs> yeah, yeah but really big my hip bone is massive but yeah, muscle fitness, blah, blah, pre-24 hours. Because that's going to change depending on day as well, and depending on if you recovered. So do we have like more tears and sarcomeres, all that kind of stuff. So when was it being administered? Who was doing it? Was it the same area of sight? All yeah. this stuff. It's crazy. So Just lift. So many limitations. Go lift. Probably, apparently, in between that, if you've got the time to, um, which is another determining factor. Mm -hmm. and Honestly, I don't. I, I, if I really, really tried, I could probably do forty-five sets per muscle group <laughs> for each week. But not gonna. I'm not no. gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Uh, but the thing is, there are probably some bodybuilders out there who are doing it. Who do yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, why not? If that's their that's their job and that's their life, and they have to do that, and they can recover in time. I, them, trust me, me, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Like, yeah, <laughs> and be able to live in like and work at the same time it's cool um and not going to change my philosophy because of it because i only have about three or four exercises per per day now and i'm only training three to four times a week one all good i'll just focus focus and just nail it mate that's all my training is doing all right i think that's enough on that mate but um you did an interesting well i don't know you posted about a guy that was being truthful about steroids and i just want you to because somebody asked me about it today in the gym 
and about oh is there many people on steroids because they saw your story and I was like you'll be bloody surprised they're like oh but can't you really really tell when people are on it I was like you can tell some people on it you can also tell when people don't train their hard and honor on it because uh, yeah, yeah like they it's... look like a sack of shit but talk about your what you liked about the the lad that was talking about it basically like Josh Bridgman for those who don't know is a um, is a national level physique champion uh, in the UK like he won a lot of events uh, he's up to this point has always been natural and I think he's had accusations that he's using steroids and he's just like no I'm not like I would just tell you if I was like he's yeah. not competes against people who are probably using steroids and stuff like that um, fucking looks incredible to be fair for a natural like genetically blessed looks great and he basically did a video and was like look I, I've trained for 10 years of my life I've reached my point where I'm at my natural best like I can't get any bigger like I'm just wasting time effectively if I want to go to take my bodybuilding career further I need to take the leap and start using steroids uh, and he'll look incredible because of it because he's got that really good base to work from rather than just throwing shit at a wall um, and I just like the fact that he's open and honest because he's looked up to right someone would look up to him he's a, he's a national level physique champion they look at him and go fucking he looks incredible and it's like well now you know right up to this point he achieved this naturally if you've got good genetics that's how good you can look without any steroids without any drugs and now you're going to see what it looks like when he goes to that extra level and he goes to that point where he can he can grow quicker and all that sort of stuff. The guy's 103 kilos, like same size as Mike. Like he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, like Mike gets accused of it as well, and he's like, "Well, no, like I just say it. Like, I, what have I got to lose from saying if I have or haven't? Like nothing." Um, and like the way we are in general is we're very open and honest and no bullshit. And like I said before, like on my stories that. I think people, a lot of guys are lying if this hasn't crossed their mind, if they lift and stuff. Like, it's crossed my mind. It has crossed my mind. I've had discussions with people about it, like, what what does it take? Like, what do you do? Like, how much? Like, how does it affect you? Like, you know, what if, you know, all this sort of stuff. But I'm just like, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to because I don't think it's right for me because I don't, I don't want to compete. I'm not going to compete in the future. I'd just be doing it for pure vanity reasons. And it's like, is that a good enough reason to do it? Not really. I don't think. Um, Secondly is I want to be looked up to, and not that anyone looks up to me, who the fuck wants to look up to me, but I want to be looked up to as someone who, who, who like, is almost like the champion for the skinny guy, right? The guy who's like, well, yeah, I am, I'm not the biggest guy. This is what I, you can achieve. This is how you can look. If you work hard, you lift some weight, you eat enough food, and you get a bit lean. Like, yeah, you can achieve the way I look in photo shoots. And I've had some nice comments from people saying that, how, you know, that they like my look, and it's not over the top, and it's not grotesque like some of the guys on steroids are or whatever. But like the reason I think it's important because I think a lot of smaller guys and I train a lot of smaller guys, I have clients who are smaller and I've had questions from them about steroids and about like comparing themselves to other people uh, and all this sort of stuff. And I think it's really important to understand that the use of steroids is quite widespread. Like there are a lot of people who use them and just don't tell anyone. And there are also a lot of people who use them that you wouldn't even know by looking at them because they look shit. It's not like you take it and you instantly look amazing. That, just just forget that for a second. Like You don't just take this drug and you just look incredible. You no. still have to work for it. You still have to get lean. You still have to train hard. So just because you're using steroids doesn't mean you're cheating. That's not what I'm saying here. It's not about cheating. This isn't... I don't want people to assume... If you that enter a competition that, and you have yeah, to be if you enter a competition, tested, that's, then yeah, that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> just doing it for vanity reasons or trying to be big or whatever isn't cheating, right? But I think it's really important you you, you think about what you're about what you see and what you in the gym and all that sort of stuff and there's some telltale signs i know i can see it blah blah blah, whatever but um there are a lot of people 
who take steroids and just don't tell people. I know a lot of people in the industry that do it. There's some of them are really obvious and some of them it's kind of like you don't even they don't even need to say that they are. Yeah. But at the same time they don't really come out and openly admit it. And if, for me it gives that false impression of what is achievable for someone who doesn't want to take steroids and I've had clients send me pictures of people going Oh, what do you reckon? I can look like this guy in like 24 weeks. I'm like, fucking no chance, mate. 24 <laughs> years will get close because he's taking all this, all this gear. Um, and I think that there's a real disconnect between what people think and believe is achievable and what, when what is just basically steroids and enhanced use. And you have to remember that the guys who take steroids, they also have their diet on point. They also do their cardio on all the time. They fucking train two or three times and two times a day. Um, regularly, it's their job. Half of them to look this good. Like that's why they look that good. Um, and there are some guys that I really respect who talk about it a lot and openly. Um, a guy called on Instagram and, and YouTube called TM Cycles talks about it a lot. He, he in fact gives advice about it. He tell, goes, talks to people through cycles and what's safe and what's not safe. Um, Jordan Peters, people must probably know about him. You know, talks about it openly. He's got a member site where he talks about it openly and, and gives advice again because it needs to be done properly and safely. But yeah. my my point about the whole story was just about the honesty and just about telling people when you're on it because it gives a very false impression um, of what is achievable. And some people to look at, you wouldn't think they're definitely on steroids, but they are. And it's kind of like actually, without them, they wouldn't be that extra five kilos heavier or something. I wouldn't quite have made that little leap that they've made recently or whatever it is. And um, for me, it's just, I, I don't like it. I don't like the fact people aren't honest about it. I think you should be honest about it um, if you're going to, especially if you're a coach in this industry or you're anyone in this industry that people look up to, uh, which is why I really respected when Josh said it because I know he's an online coach. He takes on clients. Um, and I think he'll get a lot more respect from people because of it. I think people yeah. will will totally you know he, he can give you good advice now on what is achievable both as a natural and as yeah. as someone who uses who uses steroids but it's just a bit of a taboo subject in the industry and i don't understand why because the use of them is so widespread um in most gyms in the country there'll be people who are using like without a doubt yeah. like even even like your pure gyms you fitness first like honestly, i think i think like those are those will be yeah those are the guys that it'd probably be more prolific in there it, it honestly like it's it it's mental like it's ridiculous but it is it, but it is also like, also I don't, you... I don't i don't have a good i don't think it's bad i don't think i don't want anyone to think like you're being judged if you if you do no. use it it's your it's your choice like, i think i think it's just see, it's seeking out coaches who know what they're talking about as well it's like if i take on online clients or lifters or anything that's in my park you in my pre thing i ask are they on any kind of steroids or any kind of assistance because i won't take them on not because i'm going to judge them it's because i've got no experience in training somebody like yeah, that and I, I don't know how how i can benefit them i'm gonna be like well i i can train you to what i think a natural can kind of compete at or whatever so i think it's seeking out the right advice from the guys that yeah, dan just said exactly, i know my is like, i know my israel did use and he has talked about it previously before i don't think he shouts about it too much now but... And don't get me wrong, like I'm not saying like again. This is the other thing is like obviously their use and their or their use, you know the the sale of them or use of them. I don't think it's strictly legal. Um, yeah. So I understand like not shouting about it. That's not what I'm saying. <clears throat> I'm just saying that I think every so often if someone asks you about it, you have to be honest and go, well, yeah, look, like you can't judge your progress against mine because I'm using testosterone and whatever else. And like I've had a client before who messaged me and was like, oh, I'm, you know, I've had two actually who said they were using. And I just said, look, I know someone who can help you here they are like go speak to them um they'll they'll be able to help you out and, and give you some advice because i don't have a clue i don't 
proclaim to know. I don't want to know, really. I don't. It's not my area specialty. There's people who know far more than me, and it's just I'm not saying that you know every post you put out, you put a fucking disclaimer saying I'm on steroids. It's not like that. <laughs> I just mean like it doesn't it doesn't affect your knowledge. It doesn't affect how much someone knows. In fact, some of the people who take steroids are even more knowledgeable than someone like me because they have to know the chemistry behind it or yeah, understand man. that, and like they're fucking super knowledgeable. It doesn't take away from their knowledge. It doesn't mean that that their success is any less. Um, it, you know, it means less, or you know, it doesn't mean that they had to. It was it came easier to them. They still have to work hard to get the muscle. It's just about being honest about what's achievable for someone who is natural, and getting them to understand that you will not be 120 kilos lean. It's just not going to happen, mate. Like, you know, there's a lot of people like The Rock. Like, oh yeah, I want, oh The Rock is massive. Yeah, of course he's fucking massive. Like, um, like obviously he's on steroids. Um, I don't know if The Rock's on steroids or not. I'm just. <laughs> there's um, also a really cool uh, picture of. Of the silhouette of the rock, and then behind him the silhouette of the mountain, of Thor Bjornsson, world's strongest <laughs> man, and yeah. he's just like I thought this was the Bjornsson put it up and he was like I thought this was funny and how much yeah. fuck massively huge <laughs> he is. Again, it's like to... world, it's like the world's strongest man <laughs> as well, like that. It's kind of like yeah, like do you really think like do you really think that they're natural? Do you really oh, natural think they're natural, baby. And like same like the Olympics, two hundred like, kilos, it's fine. It's like yeah, it's like come on, like. Um, so yeah, I just, I, that's why I went off on the little rant about it. Cause I think sometimes as skinny guys and smaller guys, like we have a hard enough time dealing with our confidence in the gym as it is without, you know, being surrounded by people who we think are, are on the level playing field. And actually they're, you know, they're getting a bit of help and it makes them even easier for them to gain muscle. Um, it, it, yeah, I think it's just that, so don't, like the whole point of it really was don't compare yourself to other people because you just don't know what they're doing. Um, it, there's no point basically. <laughs> Because there's a lot of it's a fucking it's used a lot widespread like people are like people you wouldn't think are who yeah fucking squeaky clean on the outside but fuck me like and also people that I've asked before and they've lied to my face and I know they are like I've been told they are like again I've been told that whether I know they are or not it's different I've been told they are um, recently and then like but they've said to my face that they're not and it's just like fucking hell like people are just I'm really not on it Dan I'm really not on. <laughs> yeah, I'm really <laughs> shit. <laughs> See that from there, mate. Um, yeah, obviously. So yeah, I think summaries. Just go find, go find that post. Maybe yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to find. Who are the people to go look at? Look at their stuff. Um. So yeah, Jordan Peters talks Jordan about Peters. it. Fair, um. TM Cycles talks about TM it. Fair amount. Um. And then go check the YouTube video of what's his face. Josh Bridgman. Josh he, Bridgman. He cool. So there's a free. Go look them up and then shout at them for us. Uh, awesome, man. Oh, crown. Sorry, mate. I need to go back through every single episode and mate, see how you many times. Oh, it's unreal. I will do that. Um, yeah, so the PTDC, I think, put a post out on uh, fitness in 20 years. It's super hard. There's too many. Personal Trainer Development Center. Yeah, that's the one. Good, good crack, those lads. Um, but doing a good fix, always. But Fitness 2019. What? 2019, Dan. It's miles away. Well, not that far away, mate. I'd probably make, a, make a post about it. <laughs> I know. Mate. I probably would. You probably should, mate. End of September. It's getting close. Um, so there was two... Qu- it was basically what trends... We we do a, a trend podcast at the start of the year anyway, so we're not going to delve too much into this, but they put a couple of uh, questions on the back end of this and I thought it was interesting because obviously me and Dan have very strong views um, so it was uh, how will tech change the way we program clients so how will tech change the way that you program many clients mate I guess this there's yeah. stuff like 
I know heart rate monitors, that kind of stuff comes into play, but obviously it's not really our game because we're generally physique or strength or anything like I, that. I've, so. seen, I've seen some people start using like um, heart rate monitors um, first thing in the morning and stuff like that to and like and, and think when they sleep maybe to kind of work out their what's the heart rate variability. Heart rate um, variability training, and yeah. And it's something that kind of like was used a little bit in football just when I when I kind of left there were kind of murmurs about it being being used but I don't know if it ever really took off I don't, I don't really think know. it has I, it's, I've heard whispers about it and yeah some people going yeah I'm, I'm heart rate variability training I'm like what have you what, so what have you changed yeah not much all right cool all right, maybe. yeah I try and get like, more I try and get more it's kind of it's kind of data for data's sake and they're like oh I just try and get sleep better all right Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I've also, yeah, and I see stuff online. People started using like blood glucose monitoring stuff to see how quickly their body disposes mm. of glucose from the blood. It's like yep. brilliant. What does that matter? Literally, why does it matter? Mm. Is that going to affect anything? Like, no. I, I, I just, uh, gen- me and Mike were talking about the other day, I, I literally don't understand it. What, how's it, is that going to affect how many calories you eat that day? No. Is it going to affect how well you cover? No. Yeah, the blood, the blood glucose is clear from your bloodstream. Quick, well done. Congratulations. So, yeah, all that kind of change. stuff. So I don't think tech in that kind of way for I don't know tracking data. I think, I mean, we talked about it briefly before the show on applications for online clients. Um, I think that will be the way to go as they get better and as people learn what online training is and what it needs to have. Because at the moment, I mean, our clients will say that both myself and Dan use Excel spreadsheets and that's how we collect data and that's how, or Google Forms, or kind of stuff, because it's the best thing available and it, we can make it bespoke to what we want. Um, as you go forward, there's other stuff I think there will be better in apps to do it. There are stuff like Trainerize, My PT Hub, Training Slate, this kind of stuff, but they're not, mm. they're not great. I was talking to Dan because I researched this a fair bit um, and they're just a bit too limited for my liking. Um, yeah. like my fitness power is obviously great, but it, it had, does have its limitations sometimes. And, and you need to bespoke it to certain training styles. And it was just, that was my gripe with my PT hub. I did sign up for them for like a year. And then well, I bought like, it was like for 40 quid or something like one of it was like a, a black Friday kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, I thought their exercise library didn't really because I have a certain philosophy of training. I didn't really agree how they'd laid it out, um, so I was just like, and that needs to be able to change, blah blah blah. Yeah. And when that becomes available, I think I'd sign up for it. So because at the end of the day, it's, think, only, it's only like what is it, five ten quid, probably a month. I think the problem with those apps and stuff is that, like again, the data you collect or how you want it laid out is very individual to you. Yes, it um, is, yeah. and I think that the apps are all running good for like a very basic template and stuff like that, but they're not very adaptable. Um, and I know that I've like say looked at things and gone, oh, I'd love my spreadsheet to be in an app, but it's like fuck me, like to try and do that is it, it takes a lot of effort and time and, and probably money. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I just think it's just like yeah, it's just something that like you say the trainerize and my PT have obviously dominated the market because it's easy to use, simple, and kind of. But I'd imagine for us, it doesn't quite do what we'd want it to do. It's it's also like exercise library wise on the videos. Like I will if there's something that my client from a distance client doesn't know what they're doing i will yeah. physically send them the video of how i want it done and this was yeah. the this was the problem for when we were looking through so massive company techno gym have their own app with a five thousand 
video uh, library and then we were flicking through in a meeting with that about buying certain parts of their app and we were like we want to wash your exercise library because it's terrible and didn't agree with a load of stuff we we're like i can sit here you pick five five videos and i'm guaranteed i can probably find something that's wrong in the exercise technique of at least three of them mm. because i want it done slightly differently so that was the, that was that was what needs if, if anybody's out there making those up that's what needs to be done um and it needs to cater for certain audiences because they'll be like all right this is bodybuilding technique this is biomechanical yeah. technique this is strength technique that's how it needs to be categorized from going forward to grab coaches like us um but yeah yeah, I, th- but- I think it's one of those where I think it's something that an app and a developer needs to create the, the bare bones of the app and then almost go to that bit where they don't got, go to the final stage and then go yeah. to the go to trainers and go, right, what do you want in it? It's going to cost you like me. It's going to cost you a grand to get it exactly as you want it, but I can now do that for you. It's going to take me a couple of days or whatever to put it all together. And you go, what bits do you want in? What bits don't you want in? How do you want it to look? And then it would look, I think it would look really good. I think it would look really, really good. Um so if anyone knows how to do that. So app you know, developers, then come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right. And second question on that thing was, uh, I think we can blanket this one. Will live streaming and home fitness classes become more mainstream? No. No. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go hand on heart now, hand on heart now, right? In terms of Facebook and Instagram, I think that live streaming has been the biggest flop going on social media in the last three or four years. I just don't get it. I don't think... Who the fuck's got the time to sit and watch like 20, 30 minutes of, of an online webinar or something like that on, on a Facebook Live? Because on a webinar that you sign up for, I get it a bit more like I've watched them because you're not distracted by things. But on Facebook, you're like, if you're on your phone watching it, it's like you telling me that you've got that long sat there on your phone to, to watch that. You probably haven't. You probably missed the start of it. So you might just be jumping in halfway through. You might ask a question, but it doesn't get answered because there's so many other questions that are going in there or whatever. Um I just don't, I just don't. So to put it to you then as well, I completely concur because look how TV has changed now. What are the biggest, yeah. what are the biggest things that it's on demand TV, Netflix, yeah. Amazon yeah. Prime, and, and like I, that's, that's the biggest thing. That's, that's the thing, <laughs> like TV is going to, I said this the other day, I think I soon think that there's going to be, there's just going to have basically soon, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll know, we'll be in a lifetime. I'm going to say it now, we'll be in a lifetime where TV channels are going to have like three channels that are going to be live and they're just going to have slots on there that like, sport events, music events, things like that go on there whenever they need to because they're live. But then everything else is going to be on demand. There's going to be, you know, like before when you used to turn the TV on like six, you know, 5 a.m. when you, you know, and there used to be that picture of that fucking doll and there was no, there was no TV <laughs> on. It'll be like that again. It'll be like that. You'll turn on it, but there'll be nothing on because everyone's going to, they'll just be like on the BBC channel or whatever. You'll just log on to BBC One and if there's no live event on, it'll just take you to like a screen where it'll be like, choose what you want to watch and it'll be like drama, sport, whatever it is like it yeah. is on on demand and it will just be that your tv channel will be the on demand channel unless there's something on live and that's why i just don't get it i don't understand how and those live ones so will just be like just be like a news channel and that's it yeah like exactly current affairs and that's it it's, it's things like that and i just think like with live stream like again like you look at that news channel you've got something along this side of the screen you've got something along the bottom of the screen you've got a main story and then you've got breaking news whatever Whereas on a Facebook live stream, it's someone just talking at you, and it's just like, okay, after two or three minutes, it's like, well, if I'm a bit bored now, um, <laughs> and I just don't, I just do not get it. I, I don't really do it that often. I did it for a bit, and I soon realised I was like, this is not helping me 
do what I want it to do. Like I don't understand. And people do it on YouTube now. The YouTube have started doing live streaming. I think they're trying to push it a little bit. But yeah, I don't... yeah, some of the guys that I watch, and, yeah. They, but again, at least, with, at least, with, at least with that, I, th- I think it saves us a video, and then it's searchable on your YouTube channel. I think, I think the the good thing about it, and some people are pushing it, so the probably the positive, so you get to interact with your audience there and yeah. then. I think that's pretty cool. Um, which otherwise on a pre-recorded show like this we can't do we'd have to react post or pre to kind of after it's gone out so that's the only bad thing um but also that does it does and well because it's live it will not make it as smooth because it can't be as well yeah 100 percent. i think that but i think that the live aspect for me and the ability to talk to a couple of people maybe from who what who listen or watch isn't worth the 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 takeaway, the, the amount it takes away from the production quality. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Like, I just don't think it's it's really worth it. And I think, I think we, I think Facebook. I don't think they're trying to push it as much anymore. I think they were trying to push it a fair amount. Yeah. I think they've just realised people aren't really using it. And the only reason that people are using it on on Facebook and Instagram <clears throat> is that Facebook and Instagram are pushing it. But just because they're pushing it doesn't mean people are watching. Um, and I think that's the thing with it is like, you know, Facebook and that put it, you know, when someone goes live, you get notifications straight away, but I don't, I can't remember the last time I fucking did, did anything with one. Whereas when I see notifications, I go, Oh, someone's interested in this post or something. I've seen it. I like it. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I sat and watched a Facebook on Instagram live. And I just think it's a bit, I just don't think it's, it's ever going to take off ever to be honest, but no, I, I think be- it's started to water down now, mate. All right. Uh, we've done one for a few, a few weeks, but stupid things on the internet then. I can't remember what we said we were going to do now. <laughs> well, I've got written down here is the carnivore diet. Oh, fucking hell, this diet, man. Carnivore diet. What's that someone says? What do you think I think it is? Um, <laughs> it is more stupid than being vegan, 100%. Like, just eating meat. What? Who the fuck? Like, Jordan Peterson, isn't it? You know that? Um, he's a business guru or something, is he? I don't know. He's something like that. He talks about his carnivore diet, and it's just like... Mm, that sounds like a really smart idea just eating meat I think it's not even that I think it's most of people that even just go even further than that just eat beef I think, Jordan Peterson, I think Jordan Peterson just eats beef like how the fuck do you do that it's like boring I don't I don't get it I don't get it I don't <laughs> I think that's that, that's all you need to say um, I don't get that at least because at least with the extreme of like veganism, there is some variety, and you're getting. I think they do it just to piss off the vegans. I think they're doing it. <laughs> but it with <laughs> with beef or just carnivore, there you are seriously limited, right? Yep. <laughs> In yep, everything, just meat, mate. Yep. It's like just meat. Is there is there any meat that contains carbohydrate? Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think there is. Uh, obviously, you can get fat. Um, but Oh, yeah, you get very fat. Yeah. Really high fats and really high proteins. But there's no source fiber. of fiber. There's no... Yeah, fiber would be gone. I don't understand how that guy... Like, those shits must just be like bricks. You take any, like, regulation stuff? Bowel regulatory? I don't really know. I don't know enough about him, to be fair. I don't really care. Money shits are us. But, yeah, I don't know. That's very odd. Um, but, yeah, don't do it. In my no. opinion. <laughs> also, organic avocado oil, the f- 15 mils and 14 grams of fat. Yeah. Posted in our group, James, maybe. Ugh. Yeah. That, why? Does, that, didn't need, that didn't need to be made. 
Someone just decided, you know what? They're going <laughs> to squeeze gonna... all, all the oil out of avocados. But that's not the best bit of the avocado. It's like the green stuff. Is like yeah, it tastes good. Just, like just get all the slimy oil. Get it's out. funny because I started eating. I started eating them a fair bit now because I was trying to eat a few more calories and stuff. And like I remember we sort of like, talked about this. Is like people are, are like thinking that you hate them. You don't hate them. I don't hate. I ate. I ate one. You eat them on Saturday. Yeah. I had to try telling someone. I was like, no. He just hates the fact that it's like a it's like a fashionable thing. <laughs> people think it's healthy or whatever. It's like no. It's just a fucking avocado. I hate, I hate like the a, premise. I hate the premise yeah. of the avocado and the uh, the marketing strategy. The pretentious, of it. The pretentiousness. The, the kind of I'm eating. Like there's a shop in Greenwich called. A coffee shop called Avocado and Coffee. There's no reason for that. I'm never gonna have avocados and coffee. Like cucumber and coffee. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I just I don't like avocado. Perfectly fine. Avocado, bacon, eggs. Like absolutely, it's a yeah keto dream. But yeah, I don't. I, it's, it's just I don't understand the whole. Oh, I'm having avocados. Five years ago, where were they? Nowhere, nowhere. Avocados yeah. were nowhere. We didn't know what they were. We didn't. You're we right. weren't eating them. It, we survived absolutely fine. And mm. suddenly we've got to eat avocados. Don't understand. Chia seeds didn't didn't need them. Didn't need them back there. Absolutely fine. Uh, still don't need them. Fucking useless. Oh, all these weird. Yeah, just get rid of them. Doesn't matter. Old fashioned. It's pretentious, isn't it? <laughs> That's the problem. Man. Fine. Yeah. I just don't like the marketing. Avocados are fine to eat. Yeah. Cool. Call it there, mate. Um, good app. Any news on any any challenges coming up? No, the next big challenge is going to be when we hit a thousand subscribers. So Ooh. if you do like Biceps and Banner, you like our show, get sharing with your friends, tell them to subscribe, um, share around the videos. Because yeah, when we get to a thousand, Mike's going to do a big one. Obviously, I'm not. I'm going to try my best, <laughs> but I'm obviously going to get nowhere near. Like, let's not pretend. Like a cheerleader, but it's it's like a running joke now, Mike. So you have to do it. Yeah. Oh no, I'll give it. Obviously, give it. <laughs> there'll there'll be one food or one challenge you'll find. It'll be your absolute niche and your network. Yeah, can you imagine if it's fucking <laughs> polos or something? Just like, yeah, fruit roll-ups. Like, yeah. oh, smashing these. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait uh, for that. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a few more videos coming out later on this week uh, about intermittent fasting, Ooh. one of them, uh, which will be fun. And, yeah, that's it, really. Nothing crazy. Amazing. We're going to have a um, we're gonna have a biceps and banter Christmas do as well. So uh, we're going to basically go to the gym, have a training session, go out, have some drinks, have some dinner, have a good night out. So that's on the first of December. So anyone's invited, literally anyone. So if you want to come to that, we can do. A, we can combine it with push pull. I can do one yeah. on the first of December. Let me know, and you can come down to Bath. Tom, you can stay at mine. So that's all good. No one else can stay at mine, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, if anyone anyone listens, or whatever, they want to come, feel free to come down. Like I said, we get exclusive access to the gym, so no one else is there. Um, be a good laugh. Come to Bath for the weekend. Enjoy yourself. The Bath Christmas markets will be on if you want to go. Yeah. Um, more importantly come and get pissed have a training session have some food have a good night out um, so yeah everyone's invited it's like <laughs> one of those Facebook events isn't it you're like oh mm. fuck <laughs> yeah more than yeah, everyone turns up that's right alright mate um, we will call it there and we will catch you guys next week see you later